Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. The corrupt powers that rule this nation are hard at work. They are trying to keep wages low and the rent high. They are quick to line the pockets of big businesses, but tell us they can't find a dime for the people. I understand this. I've seen the rot from the inside as a state senator, and it's ugly and widespread. On Unboss, we are working to change that. Every day on Unboss, we are bringing you the stories that really matter. We talk about power, corruption, justice, or lack thereof, and we break this down every weekday giving you the tools to give the power back to where it belongs with the people. I'm Nina Turner and I am unbought and unbossed. Listen to Unbossed on Apple Podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Welcome to the Quick Stop Formula One podcast. My name is Nyasha and you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Joining me today, as as always, as ever, is Tandy. As always. As always, co-host and co-founder. I forgot that part. She's so pesky. She's always here. I want to make sure the people know. I want to make sure the people know. It's a joint thing. (laughs) Not just me. Uh, How you doing, man? I'm all right. You know, it's, um, what time is it? It's, it's half 10 in the evening. Here. Yeah. Wait, wait half 10? What, what time are you on? Half, sorry, as you can tell, it's a Monday and I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, we're, we're recording a day late, um, but we've, we've got a special guest. So, you know, Ooh. you know, that's, that's fine. You know, they, we want to keep people let everyone get their their thing out of the way and then we'll yeah. come through with our thing. So very, very, very proud to say we've got a super cool guest on the show. So this guy, I don't know what awards you've got, Tandy. I've got a couple of awards. I've I won mean, a couple of things in my lifetime. This guy has got Emmys. Uh-huh. This guy has an Oscar award. Even me saying that is crazy. So we had. We're, we're here with none other than Trayvon Free. How is it going, bro? Here's a round of applause for you, man. That is oh, man. crazy. Thank you for, Thank you for coming through. Such a I, pleasure to be here. No, man, it's it's so cool to have you here. Um, so like for those of you, for those of you, for those of people at home who who may not be familiar with you, like you know, obviously we've got a largely British audience and um. Who who are you and, and and yeah and what do you do? Yeah, I mean, so I mean, my you may know me from uh, writing for the Daily Show with John Stewart, uh, Daily Show with oh. Trevor Noah. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> Talk your shit. <laughs> Jeez, reloading. Jesus, so, sorry. Little, uh, little show called Black Monday with Don Cheadle. Oh. Um, and recently, I directed a film called Two Distant Strangers that's available on Netflix that won the Oscar this year. And, of course. Uh, yeah, so that's that's those are some of the, the heavy hitters. Um, and, you know, I I spent a lot of time in the UK, so I'm, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of, of London and UK nice. culture, grime and all the... Oh, amazing, is he? Uh, Look at Yasha getting all excited. <laughs> Yasha's a big grime fan. <laughs> I love, I love grime. <laughs> I'm hoping to maybe work with Dave one day, or maybe. Oh. Think of, um, one of these yeah. I'm a big, big fan. 
is. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's that's the the heavy hits of, of my career, and and uh, nice. It's been it's been a fun road, man. It's been really great, and F one obviously dominates my life uh, <laughs> during the season. So <laughs> yeah, uh, no, and that's super dope. Like, and it's always cool. To, to like hear how people got into into F one like how yeah. how did you how did you get into it? So when uh, when Trevor became host of Daily Show, um, we were we were friends before he became host. And he one day we were in the office, and he was like explaining to me why F one was like amazing. And I had okay. never been to motorsports. This was like seven years ago now oh wow uh, okay and so it was just like not a thing you know you grew up in the hood you don't watch nascar or any like, yeah. like basketball <laughs> football like, maybe some baseball but um him and uh david this, this other guy david kabuka who's like one of trevor's best friends another mm-hmm. writer on the show it's like one of the funniest people i know uh they were like telling me about like you have to watch the center doc and then you'll understand. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. It'll get you into the into the sport. And so, you know, initially I didn't immediately go do it. <laughs> and then <laughs> I finally I finally one night was sitting up and it was like bored and yeah. I scrolling through Netflix and I saw the Senate doc and I watched it. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. Like this incredible, is incredible, right? Like yeah. this is this is insane. Like what have yeah. I been missing? Like how, how come <laughs> no one told me sooner? Um, yeah, man. And so I immediately just like dove in like and just became obsessed with how incredible the talents are and how ridiculously like hard it is to be an F1 driver. Because I yeah. love skill sports. I love skill things. Anyone who's like a craftsman or who does something that's really, really difficult and like only a few people in the world can do it. I become like obsessed with those people and like how they find their way. Yeah. Positions. And so once I started recognizing, you know, just how much skill it took to be even the 20th uh <laughs> on the grid yeah it was like oh this is next this is beyond like motorsport like these guys are insane and yeah i became obsessed with it no that's super dope man that's uh that documentary is probably like one of my favorite films yeah uh, and it's, I, it's how i tell everyone to get into it i'm like watch senna and then go watch, watch senna <laughs> yeah you'll be obsessed <laughs> That's that is actually that's a good start pack in it, yeah. Center and drive to survive, and mm-hmm. I feel that because it gets it's about like F one is is. I think the a lot of the older people don't like the fact that people are drawn into like personalities, but that's right. what makes it even yeah. more exciting. Like, do you right. mean like yeah. the, the skill side and obviously the engineering side, all of that stuff is incredible, but yeah. it is like you know these personalities that kind of makes it this kind of. Yeah. Senna was like a really cool guy at the time. He was kind of like a Marlon Brando esque kind of, you know, a bit like Hamilton at the moment. That's got nothing to yeah. do with the fact that he's obviously Hamilton's Stan. But yeah. um, like Senna was all about fashion, the girls, the fancy cars. <laughs> so he was massively likable as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's also hard to get into the sport from an engineering perspective if you don't know that world because it's just yeah. so complex. Yeah. It, it, years to understand the the basics of engineering in f1 if you're a casual fan let alone the people who are like been into it for decades and so like you need yeah. something like drive to survive as an entry point which i have a lot of friends who are now <clears throat> casual 
you know, F1 fans because of the show. Like they don't nice. understand downforce and, and <laughs> all these things, but they like, they like this person and they understand how complex and how competitive the sport is. And it's fun to watch. No, 100, yeah. 100%, man. Um, I actually got a text from my friend CJ last night at 3 a.m. And he was like, so what does a three-point grid mean? Like, what does that mean? And I was like, you have been watching a bit too much Formula One. <laughs> You've been watching Drive to Survive. And I think that's how everyone's kind of getting into it now through these Netflix documentaries that kind of don't depict the race too much, but more give the guys personalities. And I like that. Yeah. They got Ellen into F1. Like, Drive to Survive is what, what got Ellen DeGeneres into Formula One. Oh, Everything. nice. It's yeah. definitely an entry, an entry point for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that's dope. Like, I think it's like, it's one of those things where, for me, so I'm like, obviously, a diehard fan. I'm there. I'm watching all practice sessions. I'll, I'll watch everything. I've got the timing screen on when I'm watching the race. Like, so for me, when I watch Drive to Survive, I'm like, there is some storytelling going on here. And I know that, you know, they're making it seem like he's going to catch it. But right. I, I know that he was 10 seconds down the road. It's not happening. Right? Right. <laughs> but, but it's cool for people who who don't know, who haven't mm-hmm. watched the races. who right. And, who, and it, it makes a package which we watch you know over a course of a weekend we'll probably watch how many hours of f1 you know five and a half six hours of f1 i'll watch right. over a weekend but to condense a whole season into 10 hours and then every hour is like oh exciting oh my god <laughs> yeah. like every race is crazy uh, i think it's great and i think this season's drive to survive yeah it's gonna be Ooh. great this if you're a casual season. fan who, aren't, who isn't watching week to week, you're going to be in for a treat. Wow. <laughs> Imagine watching all of this for the first time. I, uh, I'm i actually jealous of yeah. for sure. And look, big up all the new fans who've come. A, a lot of the new fans as well kind of follow us as well. And it's, it's really yeah. cool to see. I feel like it's been a good time for us to start a podcast because... Like, we've got Everybody was watching Formula One during quarantine as well. Yeah, so exactly. Now yeah, just gained good. a legion of fans, especially yeah. big up all the black women as well. Because up, a lot yeah. of black women have just really got into it. So, no, hundred percent. And now look, big up the drive to survive, guys. But uh, something happened yesterday. Uh, we had a race. Uh, yeah. We had a. Well, some people are calling it a classic. I feel like the word classic gets thrown around a bit too much, but. Yesterday was mm. definitely a crazy race um, for a number of reasons. Um, Trayvon, how do you watch Formula One? Do you uh, the time difference? Is it a bit mad or? Yeah, you... it's it's a bit crazy. I I like I watch every once in a while. I'll be on the East Coast, so it's like reasonable. It'll like yeah. be like nine a.m. instead of six a.m. Mm. And so um, <laughs> I'll try to like either get up depending on what happened leading up to Sunday will determine if I'm going to wake up and watch the race live or watch <laughs> it uh, like soon as I actually wake up, like around yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just like not pick up my phone because people will spoil things and yeah. I'll see like alerts. So I'll, if I don't watch it live, I'll just immediately get up, turn on F1 TV and just go right into the replay. Nice, um, nice. And so, but a lot of times I'll try to wake up and watch it live Um but for the last month or so, I've been on the way, on the East Coast, so I've been watching a lot of it live. 
Nice, nice. Sick. But it comes on early as hell in, in LA. They don't care about us at all. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no, not at all. We had but someone from even LA. Eight AM would be a little like better. Yeah, but, yeah. it's it's a lot. I can. Uh, I, I'm not jealous. I, I'm jealous <laughs> of where you are, but not the airport times. I mean, sometimes practice is like two or three a.m. in the morning. Like, oh. like, I, man, I can't. I can't yeah, do it, guys. Nice. <laughs> <Skip> <laughs> you gotta watch it tomorrow. Yes, yeah, skip <laughs> that. Skip that, Tandy. Hello. How, uh, I, I've been like, I'm so excited to talk about this race. I'm trying to yeah. think, like, what I'm angle gonna, we should pierce it? I'm going to, like, how do we get into this? How yeah, do we get into yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go with first and foremost, uh, there was another sprint qualifying race. Let's talk about that because that kind of sets the scene <laughs> for what happens in the race. So, yeah. we have sprint qualifying. For those you you know who are kind of, I guess you don't know, uh, sprint qualifying, they have a shorter race basically, uh, which is only like eighteen laps or something. Um, And the idea is that uh, wherever you finish in the sprint qualifying, that's where you end up for the race. So eighteen laps is supposed to be quick, fast action, loads of things going on. Um, It happens. The only thing that happens is that Lewis Hamilton. Goes from was it second place? Yeah, all the way to fourth. To to fifth. Fifth. He goes to fifth. Yeah, he ended up fourth because Bottas, uh, Bottas had an engine, uh, new engine pin, so he got a grid penalty taken to the back. So everyone went up a place. But uh, Tandy, what are your thoughts on 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 sprint qualifying? When I was watching, because I hate the sprint races, don't I? Like, I just don't understand them at all. I don't to this day. I still don't understand why they were introduced. They were to make it exciting. Exciting. I'm not excited. I'm not excited. I'm not gonna lie. Um, It does shorten my day though, because sometimes you know, quali can take up a lot of the day, so it is shorter. Um, But. When that Hamilton incident happened, I was thinking back to last week's podcast where you were voicing your concerns about Mercedes and I was like, oh God, how are we going to do on Sunday? Do you know what I mean? So, but I was happy for the McLaren boys. They did absolutely fantastic, didn't they? Like they've had a great weekend. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. McLaren, McLaren did great. Uh, mm-hmm. I think qualifying uh, th- fourth and fifth uh, yeah. behind Verstappen. Um, mm-hmm. Trayvon, um, what are your thoughts on on the sprint race, on, on Hamilton? Uh, I and, and I guess the whole, yeah, before we get into the main race. I don't, I don't care for the sprints very much because they don't, yeah. they don't, anything but like make things worse for, for Mercedes <laughs> <laughs> Mercedes can, can be great on, on the on the poll on the qualifying session and then like the, the the sprint is just more room for error and it seems to always be affecting them I mean the the even when Lewis got what speed king at Silverstone Silverstone when we had the first sprint it was yeah. like like he was finally finding his form again. He had to go do another freaking race yeah. and find Max again. And you're just like, it It doesn't provide much entertainment beyond lap one. Yeah. And you don't have enough time to like strategize. A co- like Lewis was stuck behind Lando for yeah. the entirety of that, of that sprint. And he couldn't make any move. He couldn't do anything. 
Yeah. And he had a, he had a poor start off the off the line, but it it doesn't seem to do anything spectacular. I mean, I feel like if you're going to do something, maybe reverse the grid like they do in F two, yeah, and like really make it interesting. But otherwise, it's just like it's not really doing like this week people at McLaren will probably feel like this was great. Like they love this. Like if the sprints like benefiting you in that particular, we only had two, but yeah, like, worked out great for them. And uh, the, the Mercedes power unit is working great for, for some other people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but um, I'm, I can do without it, man. Like just let's like qualify and get on, on with the race, get on with the weekend. Yeah. And if you can't find a way to make, the sprint race more than just 18 laps of what we're going to get on Sunday. Um, then, cause I mean, how many grid places really changed? Uh, 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 I, I there was much. It was only a handful, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's great for the midfield cause that's where the action happens in those, those overtakes when the, when in, in lap one, where you mm. see a lot of people changing places and positions. But if you're in the top, if you're in the, the front two rows, there's not a lot happening for you. It's just rude. It's just giving you an opportunity to fuck something up. If you're in that. <laughs> Everyone else in the back, like they're jockeying for position. It's great for you guys, for them. So yeah, I can yeah. do it. I, let's play. I want to play devil's advocate uh, in that I've been consuming a lot of the F1 propaganda machine. So these guys forcing oh, these spin races down our throat. I honestly. blame Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I like, so you've got, uh, so obviously on commentary, Martin Brundle saying this is much better than having a practice session. It was an actual race. Mm. Uh, I think Ross Braun, I think they were saying that F1 had their highest ratings for the season. Uh, over this weekend, production uh, of the sprint race, or just because think, it was? Well, this is the look. Well, we because... he is saying that, but we don't know. There's a there's a somebody lying. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I yeah, I I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't, but I think for I guess what they're trying to do the same way I guess with cricket. You know, cricket's doing short form stuff. Um, they're trying to uh, condense uh, a race. They think making a, a, a shorter package will get younger people. That's what they've been saying. But younger people have been saying, "I don't want uh, a shorter races. I want I want to be able to afford wait, to watch wait, it." Wait, wait, wait. Who are they <laughs> talking about? Younger races. people. Oh, the young people want it. The yeah, young yeah. people. It's the always youngers. the young people. <laughs> Who are these people and how do they get them? I like, well, the thing is, the young people on Twitter are like, this, is, this isn't even what we want. So, Surely I'm uh, part of the young people. Yeah, you are. I don't yeah, want you it. Are. You don't want it? Okay, well, no. we'll, we'll write to Ross Braun uh, <laughs> immediately. Uh, and, and like you said, Trayvon, it is literally just all everything to lose. And yeah. Lewis Hamilton lost out big time. Um, Mercedes starts his in particular have not been great this year um, and he's lost out he's gone down to fifth and you know it's just uh, like I say after that he's stuck behind Norris I think next year we'll see if the cars can overtake easier maybe it's a better, better uh, package but for now um, yeah uh, I'm not a fan of it either but we go into the race um, we go into the race off the line, Lewis manages to get into third place. 
uh, and then tries to overtake Verstappen around the outside and bails out. You know, they they touch, he they bail out. Further down the line, we might as well just get into it. Let's do it. We're going to do a quick stop court. Court is in session. Order. Is in session. Order. Order. Um, right. So, the incident of the weekend, it yeah. went off. Um, they went, they've made contact again mm. into turn one and two. Mm. Lewis has come out of the pit. Mm. You know, let me set the scene, actually. Let me set the scene. Okay. So, in the part of the race, pit stops have happened. Both McLarens have pitted. Um, Verstappen then... Oh, sorry, Ricardo's pitted. Then Verstappen pits. Verstappen spends 11 seconds in the pit. There's been an issue with the front right. Uh, apparently, the geezer didn't press the OK button on the thing to say. So, the guy was holding the uh, lollipop saying like you can't yeah. go because you've only got three and then it was like oh then they did it so 11 seconds in the pits mercedes instead of going long on the hard tire thing okay this is our opportunity we're gonna undercut max verstappen uh basically because he's spent so long in the pits all we've got to do is do a pit stop which is like at no longest pit stop three and a half seconds yeah right. these guys at mercedes f it up again effed it up again in the pits. Uh, it's a 4.6 second stop. He ah. comes out alongside, he comes out behind Ricardo, yeah. uh, alongside Max Verstappen uh, and they go into turn one alongside each other. Turn two, Max doesn't give way and he, you know, he, he tries to go around the corner with Lewis and he ends up clipping the rear of Lewis's car mounting Lewis's car the back of Verstappen's wheel hits Hamilton's head lands on his head and the car lands on his head Max Verstappen says that's what you get when you don't leave space Uh, walks out that's so evil he's uh, he's what he said Um, sorry call is in session let me relax yeah order 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 (laughs) Uh, and then uh and then what? And then he's walked off, and he's walked back to the pits. Hamilton's tried to reverse out from underneath, um, but he couldn't. And then he he obviously gets out as well. So he has a sore neck. Um, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we're here today to place a verdict in the case of Verstappen versus Hamilton zero zero two, following from zero zero one at the British Grand Prix. Trayvon juror number one, and look. Not that I'm proud of being part of the judiciary and uh, <laughs> by the way, okay, this is purely for comedic purposes. But um, yeah, someone has to be guilty. We we don't do racing incidents. It's someone's fault. So if you had to apportion blame onto one person, who is that person and why? I mean, it's it's clearly Max's fault. And... <laughs> everyone knew it. <laughs> and everyone saying it's a it's a racing incident or it's fifty fifty or complete completely full of shit. And if if roles were reversed, they'd be trying to hang Lewis for for, for yes. trying to squeeze into that turn. And yeah. when we watched in in turn one in lap one, when Max or when Lewis like took the egg took the curb and cut through because he couldn't squeeze through, and yet. Yeah. 
this particular time, Max had to, and for some reason could not make the same ditch and just cross over uh, over the curb because there was no room in that turn. But the fact that he squeezed, he squeezed him, tried to squeeze himself in when there was no room on the actual track and then blame him and Christian have the nerve to blame it on Lewis for not giving him room. It, it's, it's so, it just speaks so heavily to the entitlement mm-hmm. that Mac feels and that, that, mm-hmm. uh, Christian feels like now I, I at this point I've started calling him Christian Corners because he thinks he's entitled to every corner. If Max is anywhere near it, it's his corner. And like it's it's such an insanely absurd thing to believe. And like the fact that your car ended up on top of his head and you think it's a 50-50, like come on, bro. Like it's so ridiculous. And you had no mm-hmm. regard for his health or life after after it happened. You just like you don't care. And I mean, I honestly, I think he should have been a five place grip and only, but fine, three. Yeah, we'll take it. But as much as the war between them is like boiled up up to this point, especially between Max and Lewis fans, like it's it's so crazy that I don't. There's a vi- there's a great video of uh, Christian Horner defending Max doing exactly what happened at uh, Silverstone, defending Max doing that to someone else on the same yes. track. And when you watch it, you cannot believe it's the same person who was acting the way he acted after uh, they made contact at Silverstone. Like, I would love to see him watch side by side his defense of Max and then his condemnation of Lewis after the same thing because he can't defend it. And it's, it's like... Right. It just makes me so mad to watch it every week. And the the cherry on top for me is like Verstappen fans are so racist. <laughs> like, like all you have to do is I didn't know there was that many gunshots. He just kept going. There were so many gunshots in there. It won't. Carry on, Trayvon. Sorry. I mean, it it really doesn't take long for you to scroll through like Red Bull fan comments before it becomes Mm. racist. It does not take long at all. And that makes it even easier to like fight against Red Bull and any success they might have because then you feel like I'm not just supporting a driver, I'm supporting like anti racism. (laughs) Yeah. And that's easy to support. Yeah, that is. For some people. Wow, that is, that is, bro. Your, your you verdict is... Drink uh, a water, please. Drink a water, because... Really, <laughs> really. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That was, that was lovely. Be sad. Honestly, thank you. Be sad. That was great. You can see why he's writing all these incredible things. <laughs> you can see. I was, I was moved. Tandy. Hello. Um, mm. uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, look... What do you think? You know, I'm trying to... I think, right, here's yeah. what I think here. Yeah? We're in Let's court right now. We're in court. This is either two different cases, you guys. This is probably... This is either a case of bad parking or this is an attempted murder case, yeah? Oh, wow. I personally <laughs> think it's both, yeah? Yeah. Mm. Man decided to park on Hamilton's head and yeah. the other is... You either tried to kill him. Either way, I feel 
Max came out of the pits super angry on some Tasmanian devil shit and yeah. was literally out for vengeance. It's 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 very clear. They call this man Mad Max. It's clear yeah. his motive from the get go. And then I don't know if anyone saw me tweeting. I was very angry. I was I was in bed, <laughs> you know. I was watching the whole thing. And what was particularly pissing me off, guys, and I'm gonna be honest with this, some people need to grab a backbone, is those people who were like, it's a racing incident. But Max is mostly at fault. How the fuck does that make sense? <laughs> it's a racing incident, but it's mostly Max's fault. Grab a backbone and say it is Max's fault because you can't. There's no yeah. way you can belong to both ends. You're not making yeah. sense, mate. And as Trayvon said, it should have been a five point grid penalty because three is not enough, mate. You landed yeah. on his head. And not only did you land on his head, you didn't even show, like, sportsmanship when you got out of the car. You literally just... And he was you still revving the engine. It's crazy. He was still revving This is the same guy who was crying revving about how, how disrespectful Lewis is. I'm in hospital and you're talking about your, your glories, whatever. Bro, you landed on his head. You parked on his head and then you walked off. That is attempted murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's good that we can all laugh about it now. And thank God for, because for honestly, the Halo device. If in this season, if Verstappen had killed Lewis Hamilton, just you can have to end F1. You'd have to end it. The sport no. would be over. I would riot. I don't know about you, like, man, but I'm rioting. Um, I don't know where we, I'd start. Like, but you'd I'd have riot. to go to the and just start fires. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. 100%. <laughs> you know what 100%. I mean? Um, it's... Uh, what I think struck me the most about the reaction to it, and look, Twitter is one thing, tribalism is tribalism, you know, this is probably the most, I, I'd say, fractious. I mean, not that I was ever really on F1 Twitter before we started this, but I guess... For me, it just feels like a lot of people have been saying it's the most fractious it's been for F1 fans in terms of like the Hamilton fans, the Verstappen fans, um, you know, and it's, it's, it is like creating a thing. There's reasons for that. Mm-hmm. Aforementioned racism, you know, the just the way that, and I, I guess for me, hearing the response to the incident on Sunday was really disheartening seeing drivers, ex-drivers. There's a whole analysis on Sky. This is how you know, you know what Sky Sports is like. I've clocked it. Sky Sports is like Fox News. <laughs> like, that's... They're owned by the same person. Rupert yeah, Murdoch will pay for his crimes in hell. We know this will. already. Rupert Murdoch, Murdoch, Murdoch you're going to pay for your crimes in jail, bruv. Um, mm-hmm. but these guys, it's like propaganda. Mm-hmm. You've got, you know, you've got Paul DeRista in front of a screen showing you Max Verstappen with no space to go and going, well, you know, there he's got, he's got enough space to go. He's got, he's got to go for the corner. There's no corner to go for. Right. There was literally not a single bit of racetrack for this guy to go for. He could have bailed out. They ask Felipe Massa. They say, Massa, you know, 
Should Max have backed out? He says, no, that, Max is the Dutch lion. He doesn't back up. Sorry, but in this day and age, you know, like, you know that saying where everyone's like, who the hell is asking Ja Rule? Who the hell is asking Felipe Massa, please? Who is asking Felipe Massa any take? No Felipe one. Why are we even Massa, asking you? Massa's most famous for getting no. done on the line by Hamilton. Like, exactly. Of course. He's probably still better. But um, Trayvon, I guess... I'm trying to think. From here, I mean, Max Verstappen is guilty, by the way. Like, you know, like he's... But can you see, like, a change in this kind of narrative? At the, not narrative, but this kind of pattern that is clearly happening now where Max Verstappen... If Lewis doesn't back out, I'll ask this question. Do you ever foresee a situation where Max Verstappen uses some common sense, thinks of the championship, but I guess at the moment he's ahead, but and just says, you know what, I'm going to back out. Or do you think that something like this is basically, we've got eight races left, do you think something like this is going to happen again? Honestly, I don't think Max has the mental like maturity to understand the same thing that Hamilton has understood for seven championships, which is knowing when to take the risk and knowing when not to, and knowing when to protect your title and when not to, when you have the car that is usually the fastest car on, on, on the weekend. And like Silverstone was a great example. If, if Max just backs, just backs out of that corner and lets Lewis have it, he can probably catch him at some point in the race. Yeah. Like worst case scenario, you get 18 points that week, that weekend, but you're still competing for the title, but you don't wreck your car, get a DNF. Whereas like Lewis has been spending all this time seeding corners to max and, and like protecting his car. And at some point, if you're competing for a championship, you have to say enough is enough. And I'm not going to, to do this with you anymore. So I, I feel like Lewis is done backing out of corners for max and Max isn't smart enough to know how to strategically compete in a race, I think, when it comes to making a decision when to fight for something and can, that could potentially knock you out of the race and cost you and get you zero points versus trying to be strategic and win a race, get points, catch Lewis or catch the Mercedes and, and put yourself back in the front. You know, yeah. I don't I don't see him having that. He's not demonstrated to me at all that he's capable of no. making that decision. Every mm-hmm. time he's faced with it, he chooses violence every time. Yeah. He, he does not have it in him to be a strategic racer. It's either I'm in front or I'll knock you off the track. And and, and, and so many other racers have said it. And you see yeah. it on video. Like there's so many montages of him just knocking people off the track or cutting people off. And they have to always uh, see to him. And people are tired of it. It's like you're competing for a championship. It's like – if this is how you want to drive Max, then fuck mm-hmm. it. We're going to do it together. Like, yeah. we're just doing it together. And until you figure out, you're either going to, this is going to be what your career is like, and yeah. you'll never win a championship, or you'll or you'll, you'll edge out one in your career, and you'll waste all this time never knowing how to master the mental aspect of competitive driving. Exactly. Because you want to be a quote-unquote lion. Like, 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 grow up, dude. Like, I hate <laughs> Like, oh, he's so mature, 23 years old. He's been racing for seven years. It yeah. doesn't matter that he's 23. He's not 23 on the track. Like, yeah. he didn't start racing last season. 
Like <laughs> yeah. he's got seven years of experience under his belt, and this is still like how he races. And so, yeah. like, I don't, I don't There's see no it growth is there. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. There's, he's just been stagnant in his behavior. No sportsmanship. No decorum. I'd actually like to see Nyasha make um, a compilation video of every time Max Verstappen has been in the wrong and he's got away with it because I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, I, I thought of making the Verstappen fan cam, you know, but the thought of just having to go through. They gonna call you Vers- a nigger. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, you know what, Verstappen, yeah. I mean, look. To be fair to Red Bull races, I mean racing. Um, <laughs> they, there's no way to be fair to Red Bull racing. I mean, they just, they don't make it easy. To support, I mean, the, the amount of people who turned on them after Silverstone because of how hard they were going at Lewis and the fact that they they basically created a racist like firestorm for him to endure and took no responsibility for it. When meanwhile, Christian knew exactly what he was doing. And it, it's like, who had to fire someone for racist text on their team? It wasn't. Uh, it, was, it was Red Bull. Red Bull. Huh? Red Bull yeah. Racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was just. Exactly. I want to make sure everyone heard that clearly. Go on, say it. Red Bull Racing. (laughs) (laughs) And there was a point in the season. There was a point in the season where, I mean, even in the last two seasons, where like as a fan of the sport, I wanted to enjoy Max as a driver, but it it just became impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Impossible. You had to either be a Red Bull diehard. Or you had to accept what was blatantly like just casual and sometimes like not so casual racist behavior and and taking no responsibility for it and not even recognizing the fact that you're you're doing this to the only black driver in your sport. Like the and that like it, it for someone like me who is a champion of, of anti racism and fighting against these types of things, it's it, it's hard to watch sometimes and see Lewis go through it and, and recognize that the sport itself doesn't yeah. protect him. Can I, can I ask you a question? So in the UK, Hamilton is not universally loved. Um, in fact, there's a strong proportion of F1 fans. Lewis is, oh, let's, before people that Lewis is the most popular Formula One driver on the grid. And by default, he will be the most popular Formula One driver in the UK. Right. However, and you know, because he's the best. However, <laughs> there's a very strong uh, uh, proportion of F1 fans who hate Lewis Hamilton. Uh, the press are not especially. Uh, the Daily uh, Mail, yeah, and their <laughs> praise of him, like they, yeah, they, Jimmy, they, 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 they're not nice to, it. And, you know, they're, obviously they'll praise him, they'll praise his achievements, but there's, it doesn't take much for them to run exposés or, or, or not give him the credit he deserves. I guess as, as an American, Lewis loves America, and I, and I think America loves Lewis, and it almost feels as if Lewis is probably better suited to being an American than <laughs> being British. Yeah. But, which is sad, like, but I guess for you as an American and probably with American F1 fans, 
what does like how what does Lewis Hamilton mean to you guys and like and, and guys, do you guys notice I guess do you guys notice how he's perceived over here and do you understand that and you know and I guess how do you guys feel about that I feel like most people probably don't know the his his uh like where the love for him is in the UK because on the outside looking in you think the country itself like just holds him up as a hero um, but if you're not seeing or tracking the day-to-day, you know, uh, experience of, you know, how he's treated or talked about, you wouldn't necessarily know it. But like here, I think he's so loved amongst the F1 fans that I see and know because of like, we love a story like Lewis Hamilton's. Like, yeah. it's just like, it's such an American thing to love a story of like <laughs> the one guy doing the thing where being in the place where he doesn't belong and like defying the odds and then rising to the top of it. And do, like, that's just like American storytelling. Like that's Hollywood 101. And so I think in that regard, with the things he's into with passion and music and like the culture of celebrity that we have here, I think he does fit into it pretty well. Yeah. But um, I think it's it's interesting that one there's just not as many. I don't think F one fans here as yeah. as as in other countries. Um, but he tends, I find he tends to be the favorite of the people that I meet. Like it's like he's yeah. an easy favorite. Um, I know I know a couple of Red Bull guys. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> but and even even they have a hard time this season, like defending Max because they're not they're not those kind of Red Bull fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's gross, guys. Um, but. I think um, I think it's 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 he has a big big support system over here. Um, I mean, they don't. Our media doesn't care about Formula One in the same way. Yeah. So it's not a lot of people like even in our tabloids who care about you know tearing him down or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but the the people who I tend to encounter in the motorsport spaces tend tend to either you either find people who love him, even the casual fans like gravitate toward Lewis. Like my, I have a friend who his young daughters, he just like exposed them to the sport and he didn't even tell them who, who he was a fan of or who to like. They just chose Lewis. Yeah. And, and it was like, they, and they were like, because we just feel like he's nice and he's uh, someone we can look at. Like they made that assessment on their own. Yeah. So I feel like people <laughs> here just kind of gravitate toward him in that way. And I, I think it also goes back to the fact that we just gravitate toward these the underdogs. And like Lewis, even rising to GOAT level, did it as the underdog. I still find is one of the most miraculous feats in all of sports, especially yeah. a sport like, like uh, that sort of individual. Like even though you're on a team, it's like you're still like you're the only one in your car and – um, that to me is really, really impressive. No, that is sick That's to amazing. hear, man. Really cool I to hear. I always wonder as well, because I know there's not particularly a really large F1 community in the States as well. So do they all, do you think they all tend to gravitate towards being Lewis fans because he is a black man? Or do you think more people gravitate just kind of whatever Formula One they like and enjoy. I think it's I think it's partly because I think fans who find a sport that they 
probably are just are new to or haven't been exposed to, you tend to gravitate toward the top of like, well, if I'm going to be a fan, I want to be a fan of the guy who like who wins or the guy who like yeah. mostly I don't, I don't know many people coming in and being like, Haas, baby, give me that Haas. You know that American? It's crazy. Hey, leave Haas alone. <laughs> like it's just it's even though I know some some Haas fans who are like <laughs> suffering through uh, supporting the back of the grid, but it's it's like. It's like coming to America and choosing to be like a Mets fan or something. Like you want to be a fan of a team that's either localized or like that at least has a is a middle of the pack. Like that you can yeah. have like you can have some occasional McLaren podiums with if you like choose a team like that. Yeah. But I think people, I think people who are finding the sport like at least here are when you look at a. a, a a sport like F1 and you see 20 racers and one of them is black, that makes you go, Hmm, that's interesting because that's like this, that's the society we live in yeah. like of black excellence in spaces where we don't normally uh, or haven't historically had the opportunity to be in or the opportunity to succeed in. And when, uh, like when Trevor basically told me about, you know, F1, like him and Lewis are friends. And so yeah. Uh it was like, oh wait, there's one black driver in the whole sport? Like ever? Well, yeah. I don't have to think about which team I'm supporting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the rest of you guys, if it's the black guy versus the grid, I'm choosing the black guy every time. I don't care if he's in car twenty, I'm rolling <laughs> every time. Because it's it it's connected to us in a different way. Like we yeah. know what it feels like to be that underdog and mm. like to have a system just be stacked against you and you somehow find a way to thrive in it. And so it's easy to gravitate toward Lewis for that reason alone. And it just so happens that he ends up being the greatest person on the, on the track. He's the greatest. I don't know how many times I have to tell people. But <laughs> how many times I have to go on this microphone and tell you that? And when he wins this year, God, you've heard this conversation. You don't think we're Hamilton biased. Let me tell you now. When this guy wins the eighth title, I'm gonna be insufferable. Insufferable. Twenty eighteen, he was he was down to Sebastian Vettel with eight races to go. And (laughs) he he managed to fucking steal the steal the title, man. He put in beast mode, okay? And he was gonna put in beast mode on Sunday. He would have he would have won that race, man. He would have won. He would have won. It was at clear. Least, at least the um, competitive streak with Vettel was respectful, guys. Yeah. That is what we're saying. Never, we're not saying all the white people are on the grid who aren't Hamilton are racist because Sebastian Vettel picks picks litter and he switches the lights <laughs> off. And he, and he's white, yeah, we like him. But with Sebastian Vettel, it was very. It was a respectful. It was a respectful competitiveness, and yeah, and this one just isn't. So yeah, it's, it's not it's not respectful yeah. uh you know lewis rang max after silverstone you know um that doesn't seem to have done anything max you know max never tweeted did lewis ring did lewis ring max no i don't think he's rang him this time i think they, they spoke in the stewards room um but just max <laughs> tweeting crud after both crashes yeah, yeah. like and so you've not learned from the first one. Yeah, someone should like, tell his Twitter fingers turn to trigger fingers and we're oh coming for it. He's getting bodied by a singer nigger. <laughs> um, uh, right. Look, as much as I would love to um, 
Monza would love to carry on this conversation. There was a race that there carried race. on after the crash. Um, let's get into it. Um, on a lighter note. Get... What'd you say, Tanya? Is it on a lighter note? Yeah, on a lighter note. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just I do love Howard though. What a guy. Um, on a lighter note, uh, there was a race. It was an incredible, yeah. uh, incredible race. Uh, incredible outcome. Big up to McLaren and big up to Daniel Ricciardo. Um, Tandy, we'll circle the block for you. Rob was in the building tonight. Trayvon, we'll come back to you. I will come back to you. Tandy, who's your star of the day? The Honey Badger. Oh, okay. You're lucky, Tandy, that I didn't have time because what I did do was go back. I literally did it, yeah. You know, we've got sound effects here. Yeah, I actually had uh, the the conversations Mm -hmm. where you were telling me that you it was time to have the Daniel Ricciardo conversation. You were saying, Oh, he's just walking around, he's just smiling, he's finished. Evidence, or it didn't happen. Oh, look at this. This is how you know Tandy's toxic. I don't know what you guys are on about. But look, uh, Tandy, I know you're a massive uh, Ricardo fan. Mm -hmm. I know this season was hurting you. Um, Do you know when you were were saying about his mates denying him in the stands? Could you explain that story, please? Okay, so... um, that was a joke. I think oh. people thought I was being serious. Oh. But, um, so Daniel was doing an interview uh, and, you know, in the pen. And then he looked up and his friends were shouting, like, oh, and he's like, oh my God, it's like my best friends are here. They didn't even tell me they were here. Oh, I was like, to Italy, not telling him you're there until he's won. Because they weren't sure like, how the race was going to go in it. They were like, yeah, this is what I'm saying. I was like, so they waited until he won. His form was so bad, they didn't tell him. Aww. And people were like, oh, I need Daniel Ricciardo's friend. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't no, know who I'm that is. Like, I'm so happy for Daniel. He's been on a buzz since like yesterday. He's been tweeting. His yeah. cute little selfies, his big smile, bless him. And like, but guys... That shoey thing is so gross. Like, let's yeah. be very honest. Like, I don't care how much I love Daniel Ricardo. There's no way I am backing a shoey. No, do the shoey. No, are you gonna do a shoey? Uh, I've had worse. Trayvon, <laughs> are you no, doing a shoey? I was, I was thinking the exact same thing. We, we have to stop this. Please. In the middle of a pandemic. Lando. Nando was perfectly right after he made the mistake of doing it. Never again. It smelled horrible. Like, it's, <laughs> it's gross. Stop it's it. So Do you know what's mad as well? Shoe. <laughs> Do you know what's mad? Um, F1 drivers lose like what? Two stone? Of rain, or like uh, on the highest yeah. temperatures, they lose like a lot of weight in a race. Yeah. Uh, so that's in Singapore when it's like super hot. But obviously there, they, they sweat. Uh, they, they've got a fire protective layer. Then they've got the race suit. Then they've got the head thing. Then they've got the gloves. Like then they've got the shoes. That is. Then they've got the helmet inside a freaking jet, which is going around for an hour and a half. Yeah. Do you know how much this guy sweated into that shoe? Oh my god, it's disgusting. <laughs> like, I did, I clocked it. I was like, oh, it might not be too. But then when I really thought about it, like. 
uh, case in point, by the way, those socks are so thick that Roman Grosjean, when he was in the fire last year, mm-hmm. his shoe come off, yeah, mm-hmm. and his foot was fine. <laughs> <laughs> his foot was fine. He got burns on other places. His foot was fine. Because yeah, they were dub- so thick. Huh? Because the those... socks were them socks are thick, bruv. Them the the, the protective thing. Really disgusting. Got. I'm not gonna lie. I'm really disgusted right now. <laughs> that is really yeah. gross. Yeah, yeah. That is Lando spat his out. Yeah, it's. I don't you know. know Valtteri's got the right idea, man. I'm not doing it. <laughs> not doing it. <laughs> Valtteri's a man of class. I'll give it to not you. That. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Trayvon, Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're happy for him. Really happy for him. Yeah. Is this the start of the the Daniel Ricardo revival? You know what? I don't. I'm not sold yet. Simply because if he can, if he can have this type of drive and these type of results in a non sprint weekend, if he can fight for these positions and race and drive like this. You know, on on a regular, I would I would be more apt to believe it's a it's a trending toward him. You know, starting to turn it around. You know, he's had a he seems to have had a hard time like getting a uh, getting the hang of the McLaren this season. Yeah, and and you know, Lando's like like third in the championship, and yeah, um, you know, it was it was interesting too to hear them ask Lando. You know, were were you guys gonna have were they gonna do team orders and have him let you? Uh, take first place and he was like no yeah. no no it was great to see Danny win and uh yeah. which is Lando's Lando's a class act but he, he um, sunned him a little bit you can have that one Danny's right. had a hard season so you've right. been making him have a hard season right so you you've been driving like that but no it's it's good to see him you know get in the mix even with eight races left for him to get yeah. in the mix because like you know I think what's what'll be interesting about his legacy, you know, when his career is over is like, you know, he's a, he is a team hopper, man. Like he is yeah. trying to find the right car somewhere, but I feel like he's just not been anywhere long enough to give himself time to like, to get the drive right. And it's, I don't think it's going to always come so quickly, but um, I hope that, that he continues to, you know, this might be the, the spark that he needs to yeah. like give him the confidence to drive the car in the way that he did. I was, I was probably as surprised as everyone to see him get off the line the way he did. And, and yeah. I was like, wait, that's Dan Ricardo? What? <laughs> How's he driving so fast? But like, who knew, who knew he had that kind of pace in, in Italy, but um, yeah, no, it was good to see him up there. And I'm glad he gets, he gets to drive the, uh, the, the, oh, the NASCAR. Yeah. yeah. The NASCAR now, the Danny, Ricky, Bobby gets to show up to the track. So yeah, that's what, <laughs> cool, man. I'm happy for him. Trayvon, do you, right. think, do you think Daniel belongs at McLaren? Do you think that's his home now? I don't, you know, it. this season, like Lando's clearly the number one driver on that team mm-hmm. to me. And Danny, from, from, him, from Red Bull to now, he seems to have not given himself time to really find a home. I think... This this feels the most homey to me. He's he, that he's had in a, in a while. In a while, yeah. yeah. And I and I don't know like where else on the grid. When you look at where players or where drivers are and contracts are, like 
there's nowhere left for him to go yeah. and try to make a home somewhere. So I think it's imperative that he tries to find or make this a place he can stay and grow, like commit yeah. to, you know, if Zach Brown commits to him, he should commit to McLaren because they're, they're, they're doing really fucking well. Like those, that car is yeah. really driving and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, next year when we have this whole new, new setup, like who, who rises to the top, but it's like, just commit somewhere, Danny. Like, it's like, I know he seems like you have commitment issues. I don't know. Is he married? Is he a girlfriend? I don't know, but um, like give, give McLaren time and learn yeah. the car and give yourself a chance mm-hmm. to potentially compete for a title, man. <clears throat> what do you, what, what's your answer to that, Tandy? Yeah, I quite, I quite like him. I liked, I like Daniel at Red Bull, but I feel like he was really bullied out of the role. You know, when you're in a job and it's just, everyone kind of just goes against you. I've been there, done that, and I really feel for, for Danny on that one. So I really like what they're doing with him at McLaren. And it feels like nearly every day they're just celebrating something about him. And it might not be his wins. It might just be like anything else that he's done. And he just, he's always smiling. It seems like every day they're like passing him a birthday cake or just celebrating Daniel as a racer. <laughs> and I love that for him. Um, and yeah, very true say Lando is going towards the direction of being the, if not, he already is in that position, being the top driver. But it doesn't feel competitive. It honestly just feels like two brothers who are just happy to be flying the McLaren flag and just doing their thing together. And you don't see that all the time with two drivers who are willing to say, do you know what? Let him go. Let him have it. Yeah. But I think it's it's a safe space for him. He's been taken care of and let it keep going, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, the the sport is in a better place when mm-hmm. Ricardo's happy and winning, yeah. and you know it's it, it's and one of those. He is the sorry, he really is the sunshine of the grid. Let's be honest, who's got a better yeah. style? Who who brings more banter? Yeah, I mean the Shiri's gross, but as we say, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was um, yeah, really cool, really cool seeing Daniel. Uh, you know, just seeing those celebrations, I, I got goosebumps like when he was. When he lifted his visor up, he was like, oh, wow. like <laughs> I just put I was I just like he's just like such great value. Yeah. You know, and the thing is I think people think when we get at people, we do it from like a place of hate, but it's like a place of love. I always like, say it. Concerned. You know I mean? There's drivers that we love and we want more from. Mm-hmm. And when we when you don't see someone and like you know, we don't know. He said, you know, um, He's had a really hard year. Obviously, you're changing teams. Uh, he's probably had to move to London or not London. Probably had to move to England. Um, um, that's a good point. Daniel Ricciardo is like in England. Like we need to like. Whereabouts in England? Woking <laughs> is where the factory is. So really? I wonder if he's got a yard in, in Woking. Never really thought of that. Anyway, hmm. um, he, but he, obviously, like Australia has been closed. Like, you cannot go yeah. to Australia. You cannot leave Australia. That is, like, they done what we were supposed to do. They're an island in the arse end of nowhere. They should have, <laughs> they locked it down. You can't yeah. go in. Come, we were just like, no. You, anyone can go in, anyone can come out. So he's oh, not seen his parents. Party. That's what we were like. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> um, his, uh, you see Zach Brown. I thought Zach Brown was showing him a selfie. And it was like taking a selfie with him, but uh, he still had his helmet on and he was showing him and it was his mum on FaceTime. Oh, wow. Um, and then he was like, oh, mama. Oh, so he, he said in an interview that he's like, he, he, sometimes he just wants a hug from his mum. He's not had it. And, you know, these are human beings. You know, Lewis has spoke about the lockdown and, you know, how difficult it, it's been. And, you know, I guess when you when you're you don't have those home comforts. I feel like every week he's in a new city. He's in New York right now. (laughs) Now everything's open up. He's fine. I mean, I feel like when he when he couldn't jet set. All I'm gonna say is Lewis has got hoes in different area codes. I'm sure (laughs) he's fine. Okay. A whole table at the Met Gala. Do you know how much money you've got to have a whole table at the Met? Bro, not 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 a seat. No, it's for a whole table. Table. A whole table, and he's filled it with black people and mm. black celebrities. So that's gonna the content from that's gonna be great. I just want to say, big up all of the racists under the tweet I made about Lewis buying a table at the Met Gala. <laughs> oh my god, bro! Whoever said that he or I guess he's not taking his mum. You can rot in hell. Honestly, honestly. you that will is... be sat next to Kristen Horner. Bro. And the other lot. That is it. How are you bringing his mum? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that, like, he wouldn't take his mum anyway. What's right. wrong with you? You wouldn't take your mum to the Met Gala? Uh, my mum, mm-hmm. no. But, um, I wouldn't. I would. Would you? I think the I Met would. Gala. No, there's too much cocaine for me to be taking my mum to the Met Gala. I can't, like, I can't expose my mum to that, man. But anyway. <laughs> Hey, uh, uh Who was your star of the day? Um, I it it feels like a little teamy, but it's not why I'm picking him. But I think Valtteri was probably my star of the no, day. Let's, let's talk I hear that. Back here to the podium, man. That drive was it was impressive, man. Really, I mean, good. I wanna really wanted to give it to Danny, but like he started at the front and he he kept he kept it, which is great. But I mean, I feel like for everything Valtteri's been going through, yeah, and and like just he just keep he gets his feet cut out from under him so often, you know. He gets he wins he wins on the sprint weekend, and then he has to start from the back of the grid, and yeah, he just the way he fought his way back to the front, man, was just so impressive. I just thought it was so great to see him. He feels like he's loosened up now. Like he's like it's the news is out, and he knows he's going somewhere next year. Everyone, he doesn't have to keep it a secret. Yeah, just have fun and drive, and it felt like you just had a fun weekend. No, it it was the Valtteri Bottas of. Okay, sorry. Let me preface it. We get at Valtteri a lot. (laughs) 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 Well, I say we. We did a video. Eighty percent of it was you, Daddy. But but I'm I'm there chirping away. I can't I can't deny it. But. Again, it's not so much a place of love, but you know, with Valtteri, he Valtteri put himself up as Lewis's challenger. So when you put yourself up as Lewis's challenger, you get judged by the standards that you yourself are saying that you're competing with. So when you fall short of that, where and you're effing up Lewis's team in terms yeah. of like not helping out in that regard we're going to get at you but to be honest i would say since 
uh, I can't remember what race, but I'd say three or four races before, maybe even Silverstone, but three or four races before we went for the summer break, he's actually been doing quite, he was doing quite well, you know, quite consistent podiums. Um, and I think, yeah, getting pole position, uh, or oh, speed king, whatever that is. <laughs> um, and and then um, and then the race back from the from back, you know, that was the thing that we accused Valtteri of is not being able to overtake, and he he was siding through the grid. So I'm happy for him. I, I was I was really happy for him. You know what? I'm happy he's gone because I feel like I said it. You know, toxic relationship with Toto that he had, it had to end. Like yeah, you know, it was it like I just feel like. He was never going to get a multi-year contract. You see, George Russell got the three-year contract. Valtteri was never going to get that. Uh, and, you know, Alfred, he knows now for the next three years, he's got a drive in Formula One, and that must be great for him. So yeah. I'm happy for him. He hit the belly, you know, um, and uh, it's been coursing him respond to Lewis on Twitter. You know, he said, thank God, you know, most important thing is you're okay. And I've never seen that before with, like, Valtteri and Lewis, and it's just... It's been nice. But uh, Tandy. Yeah. Um, any any nice words for Bryce? Yeah. Going off what you've just said about the toxic relationship, I think um, at the moment he's just driving. You know, like when you break up with your ex and then they start like uploading pictures like, oh, look how much fun I'm having now that I'm like, <laughs> away from you. Do you know what I mean? That's what he's doing. He's yeah. just trying to prove to us like, oh, like, look. Yeah. I, can, I too can do stuff. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. Touche. He's wearing less and going out more. Yeah, he's wearing less and going out more. Also, that AMG they gave him is insane. That that car is huge. So nice, isn't it? This is what we're saying is toxic because Toto is just like, hey, look, baby, I'm sorry, but look, here's his car. Here's a party gift. Hey, yeah, yeah. No, that car I got is you crazy. two new cars, a Mercedes and an Alfa Romeo. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different type of Joanne. That's why Susie Wolf isn't stressed at all. She looks mm-hmm. happy all the time, bro. Um, <laughs> and I don't blame her. Um, okay, so, God, I'm going to, this is, uh, let me do a quick one. Um, uh, my uh, star of the day uh, you've both taken the two people that I was going to say. So I'm going to go, I'm looking at the results. George Russell came ninth. Well done. Lance Stroll seventh. Good result for Lance. And he, and you know what? He bullied Vettel as well. Um, a couple of people stuck it on Vettel. But you know what? People started to say that I've got a Vettel agenda. So let me not. But <laughs> he does though. So I just, I just think he is, now Kimmy's gone. He's the next one that needs to go. Are you sure? I'm just saying. Huh? Are you sure? Yeah. What? That Vettel needs to go? Now that Kimmy's gone, he's the next one that needs to go. In terms of like old people that need to retire, yeah. Are you sure? What? More more than Alonso. Alonso's doing well. But you, you just don't need think Alonso needs to go now. You know why he's doing well. I would, I would choose Alonso over yeah. Vettel simply just for the sole reason that when he was blocking Lewis, passing him, he said he was doing it for Max. Yeah, no, that was oh, crazy. Yeah. That was crazy. Oh, yeah. They, 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 they both have the same, up. yeah. You're protecting Max's championship hopes? Like, fuck off, dude. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm sorry. He's always had an agenda against Lewis, mm-hmm. though. He's been back in the player. Like, so it's, it's, 
Like, they, okay. Yeah. Uncle Vettel could stay. Alonso and his racist fans, they can go <laughs> and then enjoy. They will, they will get Vettel up. Let's get up after the race, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> At least he cleans up. Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's, they, you know, that's, he's doing good things. We shouldn't, let me not put it in it. Mm. Donkeys. 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 Uh, Trayvon. Um, who's your donkey today? I would say it's a toss up between the the people in, in Lewis's pit stop and uh, and maybe Mazepin. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I want to you know- say. I want to say, like, Max is the obvious one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Max is so obvious. So I'm, like, looking I'm looking elsewhere because he definitely, like, he donkeyed the shit out of the, out of the race. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, fine. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to change my vote to Max. I can't give it up. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. It's, That's it's fine. After, That's actually after, fine. After further review, I can't, I can't give it up. <laughs> No, that's absolutely fine. Look, uh, yeah, he's yeah. he is who he is. Um, he's never going to change. The more that he gets coddled in the media and at his team, he's got no reason to believe. There's no one. There's no one in his life that says Max, cut the shit. No yeah. one. That's cut it. Like sometimes shit. you get told off at home, but his dad's backing it. So his dad's backing. You know what? Yeah. His dad's backing it because his dad's living through him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because his dad went on piss back in the day. So so now he's living through his son. And yeah. it's like I, I mean so he's he's liking pictures of Lewis being ridiculed by people. Yeah. We've got all of he's giving lifts to half of Sky F1 on his plane, so they're all <laughs> sucking on the cheek. And then, and then you've got his own team principal who just he's like carpool. They're doing, they're doing carpool. And, uh, just, I mean, they literally called him the Great White Hope. Once they did that, you were like, we know what this is. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Look, we said it. It does. The thing is, like, the people who like Max, it's not even that they like Max. It's that he's the one against Lewis. Mm. That's all it is. And so, yeah. people, if it was Leclerc. It'd be everyone be on a clear thing. If it was yeah. when it, next season, we're gonna see. It's already happened with, with Russell. We saw it when it got announced. Um, yeah, it's just crazy. Have we have we prodded since it got announced? That Lewis. Oh yeah, we did last week. We, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um, yeah. It's just um, for me. I just the, the whole thing around Max is so toxic and. Like everything, it starts from the top, and he is the top, and it just goes down from there. Yeah. So, yeah, Max definitely one of the donkeys. Tandy, um, any advance? Any um, advance who was my donkey? Oh man, what's the excuse this week, Yuki? What is the <laughs> excuse this week? Oh, Yuki. Hey. Um, Yuki, 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 Yuki. Yuki, Yuki. Uh, Bro, they're looking at you like, why did we give this guy another contract? I'll tell you what, it's Yuki. The, the, it's the Honda thing. The Honda are like, bro, if you want help on this new engine, All right. 
you better, better keep, keep this guy. You know, you know, in them films where someone hires like someone's son mm. and they're just they're rubbish. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't find it. He's my favorite moments of the weekend was during uh, when he got his track time deleted and his ra- his shout over the radio was so hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got so mad, and then at the end in the uh, in an interview, he was like, "Yeah, I messed up. It was." <laughs> <laughs> It was my fault. Yeah, I fucked up. It was my fault. Uh, like, we all know the rules. Like, this fucking guy. I like, I, I feel bad for him because he's, the thing is with Yuki, he's going through the same thing that Gasly went through at Red Bull. Mm-hmm. It, you know, and we know they've moved him to Italy. They've got him on a training plan. Uh, you know, Franz Tost said that he's not a normal Japanese person, you know, whatever that means. That's what he said. He said that he's not a normal Japanese. It was like, oh, he's not a normal Japanese. Blah, 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 and, like, and it's just like, gee, did that. And then he, we know that Helmut bo- like bollocks him after every time he does something yeah, wrong. Yeah, so, in his house, there's cameras that go, yee, yee. yeah. Do you- mm-hmm. Uh, it's like Yuki, are you are you studying? Are you studying? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Helmut. They want it in his heartbeat. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> uh, I, I just feel I feel really bad for him. Uh, he's he's obviously you know, and Gasly's doing so well. So mm. you know, it's it's not a great time for him. But look, you know, this season's probably right off for Yuki. Um, just try and do as well as you can, and then next season, you know, go again. But mm. uh, Trayvon, any any thoughts on on, on Yuki and and just yeah? No, I, mean, I, I think I think it's you're right. He needs to. Well, he's one. He's hilarious. Like he's just he provides <laughs> comedy in a way that like you just need some weekends. He's such a like uh, a fiery person. But one thing I do, I will give him credit for, which I think is a testament to how these journalists and these announcers don't get a cultural difference is the way in the way he communicates because they like to say, Oh, he's so like abrasive and he, he's so like rude to his, his engineers and things over the radio. And it's not, he's not being rude. He's communicating in a language. He does. That's not his first language. Yeah. And he's doing so, you know, with a level of, of passion and excitement that white people often interpret like from us as being like aggressive or rude or having some type of uh, like emotion behind it. And there's actually a really great, I don't know if you guys listen to Malcolm Gladwell's podcast, but there's a really great episode where he talks about um, Asian pilots and, and how a lot of the crashes from some of the Asian airliners were, were because of the communication difference in the way that Asian people communicate and American people communicate. Oh, wow. And so that was one of the things I saw early on in, in his career that I was like, ah, I feel like no one's talking about why this is really happening in terms of how he communicates. And they're brushing it off as like him being rude and, and, and mean to people. But um, again, there's not enough people of color on these shows to make those adjustments. You see, like nobody, nobody's talking about this. This is a really good. That was a really good piece of information, guys. Yeah, it, that, that's really, I really liked that segment. Thank you for that, actually, because that is a lot to think about. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I, 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 he when he's when he drives well, he drives well. I'll give him that. Much. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. he definitely 
actually has the ability to to become you know a driver who can stay in in the Formula One mm-hmm. uh, in Formula One for for a long period of time. Um, it's just a matter of you know how quickly he can adjust to to those developments, and also how many people continue to be you know worse drivers than him to to allow him yeah. to retain that seat. I mean, as long as Maz- as long as Mazepin's around, he might have a shot to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, fucking guy. Um, um, always interesting to see what was nice from this race weekend. <laughs> Last week, uh, in uh, wherever we were in the world, Italy. Have... we're in Italy this week. Where was it last week? Um, that was our, our, not was that no, our, no, it was it was something with a B. Belgium, uh, you know, uh, Belgium, free, right? Belgium. That was, was the rainy one. Hold it on, spa. it was spa because it rained Thank out, you. and yeah, and right. Oh and, yeah, so was that last week? Yeah. Uh, oh, my. oh no, it's a Dutch Grand Prix. Sorry. He was a Dutch, yeah. Zandvoort. We were yeah. in Zandvoort. Oh, was it? Uh, God, I yeah. totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Fucking Dutch. Like, big up all the Dutch races. Um, it's just Max. And, and big up the non-racist ones. Uh, the rest of you. But um, they broadcast Lewis Hamilton's radio all race because obviously he was unhappy with his tyres and. So yeah. all they done was just broadcast hammer and hammer and hammer, and it was just like so annoying. And it, obviously that's because of the narrative they have of hammer and as a whiner and whatever. But this week they had a lot of different radios, and they played a lot of Max Verstappen radio. Uh, and Max Verstappen was shouting. Max Verstappen was swearing. Max Verstappen was doing all kinds of things. All the things that they throw at Yuki. With Max, it's like celebrated, but with Yuki, it's like a demolishment on his character. Yeah. And I just think, just going back to what you said, it's interesting the different ways uh, and the way that biases and the way that and they give him cute little nicknames like Mad Max. Yeah, the right. Dutch Lion. Mm. I, yeah, I maintain that Dutch Lion sounds like a really poor brand of rolling papers <laughs> like you know the ones that it's like it's got like a rastafarian lion or yeah. right? but they're like cardboard shit. yeah yeah they're shit like Jerry, like, you would never use them yeah they're, like, they're next to the rizzlers but no one ever gets them um but uh but yeah i just i just it's interesting it's a shame for, for you can it's a shame for the industry that we have those disparities when talking about Lewis and talking about Yuki, then talking about the rest of the grid. But, you know, um, it's good that we can point it out. Um, real quick, my donkey, Mercedes. I said it last week, okay? And our guest Spanners, love him. He was like, calm down. They're going to sort it out this week. If that stop is one second quicker, then nothing happens. Lewis goes through, he wins the race on that strategy. These guys are messing up the strategy and they're expecting Lewis to bail them out every single time. And he can, and because he's having to bail them out, he's getting into situations that he shouldn't be in. Even Bahrain, first race of the season, he's had to bail them out on the strategy and drive the wheels off those tyres for him to win. Uh, I can't even remember. Other race, France, they messed up the strategy. Pit stops, they've messed up. 
it's just like it is enough now. Mercedes need to sort this out because what is going on, man? Like it's what is going on with it? Like twenty twenty was such a different year. Like it's yeah. I mean, even the pit stops. I don't like. Are are they having pit stop practice? Like, are they like working I on these? Pit stops? Sure. No, 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 no. I mean, Tony, Tony needs to look at it. it they need to, because it's like, I've said it so many times in the show, like Mercedes pit stops are going to cost us this championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we cannot have this level of pit stops, honestly. So that's one donkey. Sergio Perez gets the other one for uh, cutting corners consistently trying whilst overtaking and not giving the place back yeah. straight away. And then, uh, do you know when like, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of a situation where basically he thought he was going to get away with it, and then they were like, "No, no, you're not. You can't just cut corners, bro." Right. <laughs> like, Joey, and like for Red Bull to not tell him to give it back, and for him to think that he was going to pull off and make five second gap and stay on the podium, like, right. it was just like it was never going to happen. Um, so yeah, my and it, in, in fact, him. Staying in third held up Bottas and stopped him from coming forward. And I think if if Bottas had a chance at the McLarens, uh, I think he would have. I think he would have won the race. So it's also yeah, Sergio Perez. He did well, but just he he sometimes he does things where I'm like you're you're not thinking properly. Your composure is not all there. Um, but yeah, that's my donkey basically. Um, don't know if you guys agree with that, but that's that's oh, yeah, it, it was strange <laughs> that they didn't tell him to give it back immediately. I'm mean? just taking mental note of how Nyasha, between the last two pods, has slowly started an agenda against Sergio Perez, guys. You know what it is, yeah. it's slowly manifesting. I don't think Sergio Perez, know, let me. Mm. I do think Sergio Perez okay let's say Lewis's break magic doesn't happen in Baku we right. take that race out right. okay I don't think that he is doing a good enough job in that second Red Bull seat right that if he wasn't Sergio if he was a Red Bull junior driver I don't think that he'd be getting the leeway that he's getting uh, right. I, he's he's constantly well off max in qualifying, uh, and you know he he does these drives where he comes through the grid. I don't know if he had to take a penalty for for this race or if he just qualified low. Um, so you're but, saying if he wasn't family, we wouldn't be so open about his oxtail. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? He makes nothing oxtail, but he's I, getting I, a bit. I, I was like. Uh, but now I get, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah. we're we're shielding him yeah. from the necessary criticism. Mm-hmm. His potato salad has got raisins in it. Yeah, saying anything, He's putting raisins in it, but we're getting away with it because yeah, you know, we like yeah. it. Meanwhile, yeah. Bonsai's food just gets criticized left and right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> catch They're they're bringing the same shit to them. His his food doesn't even get put on the main table. They just just keep their looking. (laughs) Kitchen. (laughs) Um, Guys, right, God, this has been a great episode. But um, real quick, yeah. uh, The next race is in Russia. 
uh, in two weeks' time. We've got a break. Um, yeah, um, uh, Trayvon, is there anything... What would you like to see in the next race? Is there anything that you'd like to see in particular? Max is probably going to take an engine penalty, so he's going to start at the back of the grid anyway, but he will have a fresh engine. Um, is there anything that you'd kind of like to see in the next race or anything you're looking forward to? Um, I'm I'm looking forward to just, like, seeing Lewis back back on the top of the podium, man. I'm, I'm ready for a race win because those are the only ways I think he's going to be able to really pull off the championship. He's just got to throw some wins in there. I don't yeah. think he can make it the rest of the season. And unless Max has a really hard time on second places and P3s or, or like anything less, because you need those 25 point, 26 point finishes to like actually like bring you home. And so I'm hoping that, you know, after, especially after this weekend with Max starting in the back, that like it works out that, Lewis can actually get a big a big win this weekend and you know I'm also I'm also under uh kind of curious about how the the three place grid penalty shouldn't be served separately from the the engine grid penalty like that feels a little weird to me that that you can do that and then all of a sudden the three place grid penalty doesn't matter any, anymore yeah and yeah. it should actually affect your race like it shouldn't be Oh, you got three plays grid, but also I'm gonna take an engine penalty, so I'm gonna start at the back. So no big deal, guys, right? And that should yeah. be a separate thing because you did a thing that requires you to suffer for it, and you needed to take that engine penalty at some point anyway. Yeah, so that that things that's a little weird to me. I wish that would change because it doesn't seem fair that you can no. just be like, I'll take a fresh engine from the back of the grid in the fastest car, and then that three plays grid penalty for riding on someone's head no longer matters. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's very tactical from Red Bull. Uh, we knew it was coming, the engine change, but you know, it's it's definitely going to come now. It, they'd be stupid not to, but um, it's definitely a loophole that I would like to see closed. Um, Tandy, uh, I think Russia. I think it's going to be really weird to see a lot of Mazepin fans from Russia. Oh, snap. yeah, like do you know how like Vettel had all his. His posse and his family, them, his people's them, at the mm. at the grandstands. Are we going to see loads of Mazepin cheers and stands? Is that what we're going to see? Um, I, I guess so. I'm, I'm presuming he's pretty popular in Russia. And so... surely he won't embarrass him. He won't embarrass himself in his own hometown. So would he kind of <laughs> put a bit of an effort in there? <sighs> Wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> um... I don't know. That's what I'm just. I'm just wondering. I'm just thinking uh, about that. What? Oh, well, hopefully he does. <laughs> um, that would be great. A nice little spin. Last. All Maybe the spin will be extra special. It might get some, like, Russian colours out the engine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the Air Force. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, what did I see? Yeah. Win 100, man. Win number 100. Mm-hmm. It's got to happen. Mm-hmm. Um uh yeah i think obviously if max let's say even if max gets you know into the points if you know i think lewis is what five points behind at the moment so he he uh, he really needs to get at least like you know 15 15 point swing 10 point swing on this so that obviously lewis at some point is gonna have to take an engine penalty as well um and races are kind of running out in terms of which run they, they would want that to come at. You don't want it to come too late. So, man, eight races. It's starting to get into 
we're going to get into like squeaky bum time now. Um, sorry, Trevor, now, I don't know if you've heard that phrase before. <laughs> I, just that? It, I, was like, oh, I don't think it, I've ever heard that. It, uh, so British, uh, I don't know if you're into like football soccer uh, yeah. as much. Uh, so Man United manager, Alex Ferguson, he, I don't know, I can't remember the why, but basically squeaky bum time was like the end of the season. So you, you, you've got to, everything is like, Joanne is coming to her heads now. I'm going to get that, but that it's just a, it's just a phrase as it's coming towards the end of the season, right. like pressure's on, basically. Yeah. <laughs> they call it squeaky bum like, time. <laughs> I mean, look, Lewis needs to squeak yeah. a lot of bum. <laughs> yeah, so that's doing. Um, uh, but it's, yeah, it, I'm excited for the end of the season. I'm not excited for it, but I'm excited for like, for this season to kind of come to a conclusion and, and for us to see, but you know, there's so many twists and turns. Um, and obviously the race we've just had has shown that. If uh, you know what's interesting, if, if Lewis took an engine penalty in the same race that Max took an engine penalty, who actually starts at the back of the grid? I think it would be Max with the grid penalties. Um, with, uh, with the penalty from, from Italy. So, um, could be a good time to do it um and it could it could be an interesting strategy could be a good time to do it it could be uh, in front of max and we'll fight for the fight to the front yeah no uh the thing is it's like oh god the way max is max on you two at the front of the grid is bad enough but max at the back of the grid <laughs> mazepin Right. All these other people around there as well. I, I that is uh, that is hard. I'm trying to look at the other Grand Prix. Turkish Grand Prix, they could take it. United States is quite easy to uh, overtake Brazil. So there's still a few races where they could take it. But yeah, only eight races to go, man. Um, what a season we are having, and what a guest you have been, Trayvon. Like honestly, that was incredible. Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, so what did you say just then oh, I said this has been so much fun man I'm, I'm glad you guys you know, uh, we love to have you on no, we love to have you on look next season you're welcome back on as well we can we can make it an annual thing like yeah. you know I mean? yeah. That's every season baby let me know yeah no 100% and hopefully we'll have the technicals working before we start. <laughs> and, uh, and that will be all good um I guess let people know where can people find you and 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 where can people kind of see your work um I mean I'm easy to find on yeah. Instagram, Twitter just at Trayvon on either one of those T-R-A-V-O-N and that's where you get all the updates on everything I'm doing everything that's nice it's such a cool username as well you must did you get that early no man, I the the Twitter one I stole from someone who uh, like had it and just was sitting on it and wasn't using it. Oh, really? And I had someone at Twitter give it to me. <laughs> and then wow! The uh, Instagram when I bought from a guy who had it. Oh. <laughs> nice, you got it. No, I was like, oh, wow, Trey, this guy got Trey on his name. No, but <laughs> I've been trying to bully the app. No, yeah, it was it was definitely a I fought for him. <laughs> yeah, no. I send tweets to her every like month, like time's up. Come on. Is she active? No, that's what pisses me off. Bro, even I wanted my surname, like Sakutukwa. Uh-huh. And it's one of my cousins in South Africa. I don't even think <laughs> that's they what knew. I know. That's what mine is. Mine's like some random chick from Joburg. 
And she's going, oh, Tandy. Can, can you I'm hear like, Tandy? I can't hear her. Huh? Wait, can you hear Tandy? I can't see or hear her. Uh, oh, I, I can see or hear her. You know what? The technicals are doing us over. I want to cut this before we do any. Guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you follow us uh, on YouTube. Make sure or subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. All of that good stuff. We'll be back for the Russian. 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 Hopefully someone sprays Putin with champagne. Uh, hopefully we get... I feel like I've been saying this for weeks now. Lewis 100. Hopefully uh, we get this. We're waiting since Silverstone. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being, coming on the show, Trayvon. And we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Goodbye. Bye. Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. What's going on, everybody? This is Tristan Mack Wilds, one third of Guys Next Door. And if you are hearing my voice, maybe you should be listening to Guys Next Door. If you ever wanted to get into the mindset of the young black millennial man, all of the things that we go through, love, sex, relationships, financials, technology, mental health, and everything that lies in between, this show is for you. Now, I don't know what you guys are doing. I know you guys are probably listening to a really, really nice podcast, but make sure you guys go subscribe right now to Guys Next Door, and we'll see you guys in the neighborhood. Peace. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>